Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. Good morning to you, my fellow friends. A happy day this is. You can feel it. I can feel it. We can all feel it. We're all saying it. This is done. It's done, dead, and gone. Pretty darn soon, you can smell it. Corona Del Mar yesterday, people are having block parties. People are walking around, groups, 10, 15, 20. Little parties in the front yards, no face masks, nothing. You talk to these people, as I do, and they say, we're done with this, we're just done with it. And I'm telling you the truth, they say, often enough, I just don't know anyone that's sick. I'm not making this up. That's what they say. I didn't ask him to say it. They just said it. And it's like Gusecki says, the epidemiologist out of Sweden. Eventually, people look at each other and they say, I just don't know anyone that's got it. And yes, 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 people are getting it. Some people, God bless them, are dying from it. But by and large, this is no worse than the flu. You can't say that, can you? Yeah, you can say that. Because now you're going to do a little bit of math. If you're new to the show, if you're driving, pull the car over. Listen, I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. This is Straight Talk on Health. I kid you not. Just get out your calculator. Let's do a little bit of math. If you're on the website, because you can, straighttalk.cc, scan to the top of the website. It says world meter where you get the statistics. By the way, while I remember it, all of you, get on my website when you can. Track the amount of information I've given you since February 29th. I started tackling this February 29th, and I said, do not worry. This is not the plague. We're going to be just fine, and this thing isn't going to be much worse than the flu. Through all the nonsense, that's the way it's ending up, is it not, my friends? Let's do a little bit of statistics right now. Love to do the math. Puts things in perspective. Quells the negative emotions. Learn to count. Don't learn to cry. Learn to count. Don't learn to cry. Go on Worldometer, as I am right now, and we're looking at the state of California, which means you've got to go into the United States. By the way, we've got about 200,000 deaths throughout the world. If it's going to match the 2018 flu, that 200,000 has to get to 650,000. Maybe it will. And that's a terrible thing, yes. But it's still no worse than the flu. And right now, I don't know, 200,000? It's got to get to about 650,000 to match the 2018 flu? Did we shut down the world for that? Did we? Why are we doing it now? Think about it. 
Next, think about this. The state of California, this beautiful state. The state of California, if you check world meter, get down to California, we've had total deaths, 1,600. Rarely, so far, rarely have we hit more than 100, I think once or twice. Something screwy in California. Something's good screwy. And yes, you've listened to my arguments against this fantasy that it was the quarantine. No, it wasn't. Listen to last week's show. By the way, I redid last week's show about three times. There was just so much to get in. So if you listened to it last week, get to the website, straighttalk.cc, listen to it again. I think I put the most elegant, concise, succinct, chalk-filled show. Listen to that again, because I get into the California argument. No, it's not the quarantine, my fellow Californians. That is for the innocent and the ignorant to believe. It's called herd immunity. Here's the point, guys. What is Governor Cuomo what is Governor Newsom? What is all of epidemiology finding? That's right. We're finding the same thing everywhere, whether it's Germany, Sweden, England, California, New York State. And that is many, 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 many more times people were infected than we thought. No, not that I thought, not that Witkowski thought. Not that Gestecki thought, not that Ioannidis thought, not that Gupta thought, not that anyone that was thinking thought, not that anyone that wasn't bought thought. But yes, many more infected than perhaps Fauci thought. And the rest of that crew, that motley crew. Well, what are we finding? We're finding lots more people, as we test, are infected. Now... On the low end, I want you to do some math with me. We have 40 million people in the state of California. Right now, if we take that 40 million and just take 12% of the state of California, that's 5 million people. Easy math, right? 5 million out of 40 million. We've got to have 12% of this state infected. Every antibody test out there is showing us that to a population, you've got to be looking at at least. To, to, to think that it would be any less than 12% would be absurd. If we just take 12% infected, that's 5 million people. Now, right now, we have 1,600 deaths. If you bring that 1,600 deaths in California to 5,000 deaths, so let's just say the worst happens and we get up to 5,000 deaths over a low estimate that 12% of California is infected, that would mean in a group of 5 million infections, we have 5,000 deaths. You know what that comes to? It comes to 0.1%. Do the math yourself. 0.1%. That's the flu. That's the flu. And that, as we test, is what we're going to find. And it's as the journalists and the scientists that understand what is going on are trying to tell you this nonsense that you continually hear. 
testing, testing, testing. We need more and more testing. And oh my God, many more people were infected than we thought. As if it's a terrible thing. No, it's a good thing. I know you understand that, but I know lots of you don't understand it. Get out there into the street, talk to people. I don't think they understand a thing. I think they're running around in shock. It's a good thing when we test and we find more and more people are infected because as they say in the jargon, it increases the denominator and that means this thing's not a lot worse than the flu. We've gone from something that was said to be 40 to 50 times more dangerous and lethal than the flu to something that's no worse than the flu. I will put my entire name on that. I will go off the air if I'm wrong. Shame on me, but I'm sorry. This is no worse than the flu. We have flipped up the economy. We have seen the ugliness of having our civil rights destroyed. Look, I get governors in their confusion touting overly harsh restrictions. I get that. But I don't get laws against civil disobedience. I don't get Facebook censoring people who are trying to create groups for civil disobedience. I don't get that, Facebook. You are obviously bought. This needs to be dealt with. I can forgive politicians. I can forgive guys like Governor Cuomo being excessive, perhaps, or maybe not excessive enough, perhaps. But I don't forgive, I don't forgive these censorships. I certainly don't forgive anything that denies us our civil rights. And we better get this one straight because this is just a rehearsal and this will be back sooner or later. We've collapsed our economy every 10 years for the last 30 years. We went from 911 to the stock crash of 2009 and now to this. It appears to come in 10-year cycles, perhaps five-year cycles soon to be. No matter which way you cut it, this will come back. And every time it happens, we lose civil rights. Where are we going next? This has gotten spooky, no? You all feel it. We were just short of martial law. Had this virus had a little more teeth, it would have been martial law. Make sure you listen to my show for last week. Make sure you get on the website. I kid you not, in two hours, I will pump out the second half of the show on the website. Again, the simple math. The simple math. It is low end to assume that California is 12.5-12% infected. That would be on the low end. Gupta out of England said Sinatra Gupta. The epidemiologist out of England that told the Ferguson, you know the Ferguson moron? The Ferguson, the one that sold his model to Fauci in the United States that predicted 2 million dead in America while we're at 52,000 and won't probably even match the flu of 2018? Yeah, that Gupta, Professor Gupta at Oxford, you know Oxford, Cambridge in England, said half of England's infected. As we test and test and test. So I'm not going to say half of California. I'm going to say 12% of California. Out of 40 million, that's 5 million. Right now we have 1,600 dead. Jack that up to 5,000. Divide 5,000 by 5 million. 
and you got 0.1%. That's the flu. That's the math. What are we doing? All right, I will leave you alone, but make sure, especially if you're on the site, you listen to Trey Gowdy, you listen to Laura Ingraham, you listen to people out there, politicians, journalists, talking about how our civil rights have been grossly distorted. The show today, that's the preamble. If you're on the website, I've got this picture of dolphins. Dolphins in the ocean, the beautiful ocean, the ocean that I was in this morning. That's right. You can still go in the ocean. The lifeguards don't understand. They've been told that the ocean is how you get sick and they're lifeguards. They're lifeguards. And they've been told no one in the ocean. It's not illegal to go in the ocean. Not if the beach is open. And in Newport Beach, people have more sanity. So the beaches are still open. You can walk on the beach, run on the beach, and you can go in the water. There's no law against it. It's legal. You just can't loiter on the beach in large groups. That ocean does something. And this is very relevant to the virus. It's very relevant to health. And it revolves around this ever ubiquitous topic of 5G. And today's show, in the second half of the show, we're going to focus on the 5G thing. But you see, we're talking about 5G now like it's 5G. It doesn't matter. 5G, 4G, 2G. It's just that 5G, there's more gigahertz than 4G than 3G and 2G. Bottom line is it's all not good. And, of course, that's controversial. No, it's not controversial. It's controversial if you make claims like 5G causes cancer. It's controversial if you say 5G causes a disease. If you say cell phones cause brain tumors. If you say cell phones cause autoimmune disease. Then it's controversial. People that will argue against the notion that low-frequency and even high-frequency radiation causes disease are correct when they say studies don't prove it. They are correct. You have to understand that. I want you in reality. But you see, the reality is, is that the design of the study is asinine. It's pathetic. It's not the right question. The question we should be asking, will 5G significantly skew, make defective, reduce optimal function, in major physiological systems in the human organism? That's the question we should ask, because if you ask that question, then you see the studies are everywhere. I put a bunch on the site today. This is very important to understand. You see, Vanity Fair and GQ and all these great intellectual magazines, they'll pick up articles about, is 5G cause cancer? Does it do this to your heart? Does it create Alzheimer's? When you reference the design of the study around whether or not a certain variable, a certain entity, a certain potential threat, when you organize the design of a study around the notion that 
what you're studying may cause a certain disease, you're never going to get anything conclusive. Rarely will you. Of course, this was the problem with cigarettes, and they were that was so dangerous, we finally wrapped, just more for empirical reasons than anything else, we got our answer. But if you design a study to say, does radiation distort different physiological systems in the human body? Well, then the literature's everywhere. If you're on the website, look at the articles. Here's one, Article 1. Go to Article 1. If you're just driving, listen along. I'll make it. I'll make it good for you. All right. Exposure to a 50 hertz. Now, 50 hertz, that's not gigahertz. It's not even megahertz. This is extremely low frequency EMF. So this isn't even close to 5G. Exposure to a 50 hertz electromagnetic field induces activation of the Epstein-Barr virus in latently infected human lymphoid cells. In fact, induces activation of the Epstein-Barr virus genome. That's right. A virus is a string of nucleotides. Along the way, those nucleotides organize into discrete groups that do something specific in the interest of the virus. Those discrete groups are called genes. If, say, I'll make it simple, you throw a bunch of coronaviruses into a Petri dish and you look at them through the eye of an electron microscope, they're hanging out, they're looking to do their thing, They've got to infect something to stay alive. And if you wave the magic wand of EMF, 50 hertz in this case, over those viruses, their genes start functioning better. And if those genes are in your body, those genes start activating. In other words, if the virus is in you, like in this case, Epstein-Barr, that virus turns itself on. So EMF is not working for you if you have Epstein-Barr. Now, do you have Epstein-Barr? 95%. There's another plague, the Epstein-Barr virus. Guys, get a book called Plague Time by Paul Ewald. If you knew what the average human body had inside itself at any given time, you would get scared. You can't stop infection by killing it. Yeah, it's a worthy avenue. And while I'm on it, I'm not sure about vaccines. I'm not going to say vaccines one way or the other yet. Because generally we have that dichotomy where each group is demented. And the truth is down the middle. There may be some real value to vaccines. The question should not be, are vaccines bad? The question should be, can vaccines, can the essence of the vaccine be utilized to save life? Because sometime, not this time, but sometime down the pipe, we are going to see a real plague. It's not going to be smallpox, chances are. It's not going to be the Spanish flu, chances are. It's going to be something else. And we might need a vaccine to save the human race. That's feasible. The mentality should be, can we make a vaccine that's safe?
That should be the mentality. And you don't get there when you're on either side of the extreme camp. So I'm not, and I haven't, have you noticed, done anything on vaccines ever. Because I haven't had a chance to really take that apart yet. I will tell you this. I have something against, again, this is a civil issue about being forced to take a vaccine. See, that's a different story. But let's leave that one alone and just get this straight. Our bodies are bacterial and viral soup. There's no such thing as you don't have it. You've got it. It's imagine it's a matter if your defense systems, your immune system checkpoints are in order so you can contain it. And Epstein-Barr is a classic example. The point is you spray some radiation on and voila, you have a storm. Epstein-Barr activates. Why am I focusing on that? Because it's the same thing with coronavirus. This is we what we have to deal with. And forget 5G. The harm has already been here. We're not that much different than an urban center in a dome of harmful electrical grid. This is the way you look at it. You know the way when you fly in to Los Angeles and you look and you go, oh my God, because all the city and vicinity is in a cloud of brown smog. Just pretend that brown smog is radiation because that's what's going on. There's ways around it, maybe, if we're lucky. That's why if you check my site, I've got all these pictures of nature. We're forgetting. We're not utilizing the vortexes of nature. I'm not talking about a walk in the park. I'm talking about the waterfalls, and I'm talking about the, the, the ice baths, and I'm talking about the thunderstorms, and I'm talking about the rainbows. I'm talking about the sea caves. I'm talking about those magnificent moments in nature when you can feel the electrical force of the earth. I'm talking about creating a society that utilizes these things to neutralize and counterbalance the clearly increasingly harmful effects of EMF. If we don't do this, we're going, we are food. We're just food. Do you understand we're not more than food for these bugs? You make your terrain inviting enough, appealing enough, suggestive enough for the growth of bugs, and they will banish you from existence. We will destroy ourselves. Jared Diamond, Guns, Germs, and Steel. Get the book. He won the Pulitzer Prize for it. That's Jared, J-A-R-E-D, Diamond. Famous, famous guy anthropologist, physiologist. He actually took his PhD in physiology from UCLA in 1958. So he's up there in age. Catch him while you can. He still does public talks. The book he won the Pulitzer Prize for was Guns, Germs, and Steel. It's understanding the history of mankind as it relates to plagues. Plagues have always been here. Plagues will come back. It's why you shouldn't completely snuff the vaccine thing. But one thing is definite. 
and this has been argued from our original understanding of infection, and that is, is in the end, it will be the terrain. In the end, it will be what you bring to the infection when the infection hits you. You've got to remember, as bad and tragic as viral and bacterial infections have been, most people don't die from them. It appears that God figured something out ahead of time, and if you live God's way, if you live in conjunction with nature, healthy people. Well, look, statistically, from the bubonic plague to smallpox to the Spanish flu, I, don't, I think it's no worse than one out of four will die. Now, that's 25% of the population dying. Tragic as it is, the other three didn't, and if I'm wrong, well, then the other two didn't. The point is we have to make a case for terrain. What's your level of health at? How in accordance are you with the laws of nature? This is big. It's very big. Otherwise, you have nothing to defend yourself against, and you are a sea of viral soup. You feed radiation into that. Good luck, my friend. So what are you going to do about it? Well, that's why you're on the website. Because if you check it, I put some pictures up on the top. Second half of the show, which is coming, I'll get into what you do about it. But what you do about it is you use the Earth's natural rays. You concentrate them to neutralize the radiation. And in the end, health is just a war of electromagnetics. Just recruit the electromagnetic phenomenons, the frequencies that are conducive to life, that evolved life, and no virus will harm you. That's why we have to respect our dwindling ecosystems. 714-850-1007. 714-850-1007. If you're concerned about your health on any level, Call the office, make the appointment, come in, I will put you on the right track. The rest of us, let's pat ourselves on the back. We didn't get sick, and this will be over soon. I'll have the second show up in about two hours. We're really going to get technical today, so put your seatbelts on as always. God bless you. I'll see you next week. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week. Okay, part two. I liked part one today. You'll see it posted. You're on the website. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici, in case you didn't know. I can't imagine that you wouldn't know, but you never know. You're on the website, How 5G Creates Less Civil Disobedience and More Clones. That's right. What we're really seeing is how many clones we have in the population. That's kind of a derogatory term, but not really. Just sheep. Just people that are willing to listen and obey, even when the orders don't have any common sense in them. 
You know the expression, I just wanted to be a good German? That's how we had a very large atrocity a number of years ago. People just obey. We're always looking for daddy. We're always looking for mommy. It's a daddy-mommy thing. You didn't have a daddy. You didn't have a mommy. If somebody sounds like they care, you'll give it an investment. Before you know it, you've given up. You've given up yourself to a mommy or a daddy or both that really, in the end, didn't pan out. But you don't know that. And you're not picking it up now either. I mean, wasn't Fauci, isn't he great at what he does? You know, he went to a high school called Regis. He's older than I am by more than 10 years, but, you know, he went to a, a high school called Regis. I went to a high school called Archbishop Malloy. If you were really smart in grammar school, you picked one of those two schools in New York City. The rest of the high schools, Catholic high schools, were good, but they weren't like Regis or Malloy. The difference between Regis and Malloy is in Malloy, you were smart, but you weren't also an athlete. See, we had Coach Jack Curran, one of the greatest athletic coaches in the history of the history of education, of high school and college. Jack Curran. God bless you, Jack Curran. Do I miss you? But you see, at Regis, where Fauci went, they were all nerds. As far as I'm concerned, from Bill Gates, a nerd, to Dr. Fauci, no doubt a nerd. This is revenge of the nerds. Odd, isn't it, that entertainment and art would figure it out before anybody. This kind of is revenge of the nerds. Fauci was wrong too many times. I'm sorry. You can't just write off Models are only as good as their assumptions, and oops, we're not going to have two million dead. Come on, man. We trusted him. Too many people trusted him like they trust daddy and mommy. You see, that's my point. And Bill Gates, I don't even want to deal with that guy anymore. He's a little too involved with himself. And now we've got this triage between the AMA, Bill Gates, and the WHO. They're all one consortium. I mean, on the website, get down to the last article, News Clip 5. Look at this guy. I mean, can you believe this? Now, Trump's after the World Health Organization. Lots of people are angry at it. Because they smell something, and they are correct to smell something. Something's not right with the World Health Organization. It appears they were in bed with China. They're definitely in bed with Bill Gates. Bill Gates is one of the WHO's main patrons. Well, so was the United States, until Donald Trump put his foot down. Lots of people are pissed at that guy Tedros, whatever his name is, that dark angel. At any way, this article you're looking at, the worst of the coronavirus is still to come, says WHO chief. And then he doesn't justify it. He doesn't even explain what he's saying. 
Now, who does that? Who in God's name would do that? Doesn't that tell you something? This news thing was in 15, 20. Uh, just look it up yourself. This isn't some rogue newspaper. I've got this on World or something. It's called World News. I, it's everywhere. This isn't 50 different articles. The worst of the coronavirus is still to come, says W. HO organization chief and if you get down there you listen to this guy oh, excuse me let me just turn this off if you scroll to the bottom of the article I can't even say this guy's name we'll call him Tedros also touched on the recent decision by President Donald Trump to halt the country's funding to the organization gee do you think that has anything to do with it Tedros you think that might have kind of soured you on the United States and Donald Trump? So you get back at the world? You get back at the world? Is that it? No, this was just a purely objective, nonpartisan statement. That's who you are. There's something wrong with the World Health Organization. And of course, the guy doesn't even... It's, it's that goopy, disgusting thing. Listen to this. Trust us. The worst is yet ahead of us, Gabriel said during a news briefing. Let's prevent this tragedy. See, that's that soupiness. It's a virus that many people still don't understand. This guy, honestly, this guy should be hung from his toes. It's a virus that many people still don't understand. What is this guy talking about? His comments come at a time when the novel virus, which causes blah, 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 continues to spread across the globe, infecting over 2.4 million people. Yeah, and killing about 0.1% of them. You understand? If we really, if we could. We can't, we never will, we're not gonna. But if we could, right now, find out how many people have been exposed to this thing you would see an infection rate, a death rate of about 0.1% that will not be larger than the flu. And if we've got these groups, these control groups, I mean, how many articles have I put out in the last month saying what I just said? I thought part one really did a nice job as far as California is concerned. 40 million people. If we say 12% of our population is infected with the number of deaths pushed up to 5,000, right now we've only got 1,600. You end up with 0.1%. And I wish I didn't have to qualify this at this point. Yes, 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 yes. Even one death is too many. But when your emotions around that prevent you from seeing the relativity of the threat and cause you to make decisions that might be more catastrophic, your emotions make you incompetent to rule. You become incompetent to formulate a decision. There is no excuse for sacrificing rational, clear, objective thought in the name of heartfelt emotion. Sorry. Sorry. 
Very sorry, little girl. Very sorry, little boy. Daddy has to make a decision and not based on your tears. And this is what we're forgetting, you see? We're this sycophantic, pretension, self-indulgent, self-entitled culture that's really regressed down to an infantile level and can't accept the fact that even though, yes, any death is tragic, sometimes you got to choose between the least of two evils. Now, that's not new. What's new and novel is the fact we can't, don't appear to be able to accept it. And so what we have are a bunch of sycophant little kids with infantile minds making decisions. And that's generally what circulates today. Listen to last week's show, too. The case in point is we did the wrong quarantine. We could have done this so much better. And in a sense, we're not used to it, so right, it can be forgiven. But what we should have done is put our resources into sequestering the old and let the virus run through the population. We would have hit herd immunity much faster. Witkowski, Ioannidis, Gestecki, everyone I've put on the show is saying this. Please spread the show. Spread my show. Get other people to listen to this. Memorize the names, the numbers better than I have. And then articulate it to people that will listen. Spread it. Because this is going to come back again. All right, all right, all right. I was going to go into these YouTube clips. I don't think I am. I want to get into the radiation more than anything. But listen to Trey Gowdy challenge the quarantine and definitely challenge. Listen to Trey Gowdy definitely challenge. This thing about civil disobedience. This is to me the spookiest piece of this. This is going to need to get dealt with. And that witch of a governor. Whitmer. Whitner. Oh my God. God if I needed someone to play Nurse Ratchet. You know Cuckoo's Nest. Nurse Ratchet. If that's not her. She's a whack. Love the people of Michigan. Love the people of Detroit. They kicked her right back in her fat ass. What a witch. That is not a woman to be trusted. They're going to vote her out. No one's going to forget this. Not in Michigan, not in Detroit. They will vote that woman out. You mock my words. She will not see re-election. It's interesting, Gavin Newsom, you know, he's talking about now opening the restaurants. It's, it's, it's not even May, and he's starting to bend. He's been shrewd, Newsom. You know, he's kind of got that little boy clean-cut look, and he's as lethal, as lethal as a shark. But he's bending now. And when you listen to him, he's always referring to herd immunity, when herd immunity sets in. He's played it nicely from both sides. Very shrewd. Very shrewd. I don't want to say impressed, but I will say this. He's talking about opening restaurants now. And this is inevitable. So on your own, listen to Trey Gowdy. He's such a good guy to listen to. And of course, Laura Ingraham.
talking about, both of them talking about how our civil liberties have been trampled on. We got to be careful with this, man. All right. Let's get to Article 2. I chatted a little bit about Article 1. I can't get the complete Article 1 yet. Believe me, I know how to try. I haven't been able to get the whole article. But it's a landmark article, 1997, and it's basically showing us reality. And that is, is that radiation paralyzes the immune system and radiation activates the genome in the viruses. Radiation throws us the double whammy. If you want to understand the future of the micro, the, the microbe and its war with the human immune system, you can't get away from radiation. So click on Article 2. So this is where we'll start to really get into it. First of all, a frequency is a ray. Think of ELF or extremely low frequencies, these harmful things. From 5G, which is high frequency, to extremely low frequency. You're looking at that article now. Effective extremely low frequency ELF magnetic field exposure on morphological and biophysical properties of human lymphoid cell lines. Raji cells, we're calling them. It's a B cell. B is in boob. This article came also out of 1997. Some of the same authors. The other article on the Epstein-Barr virus. Grimaldi did that one. Pasquale was also on that one. They come out of Italy. The best of Italian science. So what's to do about low EMF? Think of a ray gun. Just imagine what we mean by radiation. It's not a microbe. It's a ray, a wave. And you can measure its height, thus the amplitude, the difference between the crests, which is its wavelength, and per unit time, the amount of those crests that'll go past a line that we draw. And that, of course, is frequency. And everything biochemical breaks down in the biophysical realm to amplitude, wavelength, and frequency. Now, there's something called an electromagnetic spectrum. And it's everything from radio waves all the way to x-rays. X-rays have very small wavelengths and very high frequencies. And radio waves have very, very long wavelengths and very, very low frequencies. So we say if the frequency is low and the wavelength is long, super safe, not dangerous. Radio waves aren't dangerous. And of course, all this is relative but they're not dangerous. If you've got a few radios on in the house, uh, you're not risking too much.
But if you go as high as 50 hertz, which isn't too high at all, things start happening that aren't good. And if you go up to 5G, 4G, 3G, things start happening that are really not good. And there's another thing that people don't understand. They don't understand this. If you take a Gauss meter in a room and you measure the Gauss and say you get 5 milligauss, 5 milligauss with one computer is not the same as 5 milligauss with 100 computers. So if you're home on an acre of land with a computer, some other electrical appliance, and you get X amount of radiation, and that, say, has a number, say, 5 milligauss, which is way too high. That's different than if you go into an apartment building and get that same 5 milligauss measurement, but there's 100 computers. And that is not understood, but that is true. Five milligauss read with one computer is assumed to be the same as a five milligauss read with a hundred computers, and there's just no difference. Well, to the Gauss meter, there's no difference. To your organism, there is. Your body knows. Think I'm wrong? All right. Walk into a room with a hundred computers and hang out for an afternoon. You'll see the difference. You'll feel the difference. Don't ever give up how you feel. All right, this article. Let's scroll on down to the hot spot in the article. That is page number four. Those are the little hairs on the lymphocyte, the B lymphocyte. You're depending on that B lymphocyte and those hairs to scurry on over to the site of infection and start doing its thing, making its antibodies. Then the antibodies have less to travel, so to speak. B lymphocytes come to the site of infection. Done deal. Not if they ain't got no villi. And that's what the bottom picture is. The B lymphocytes that have been exposed to low hertz, 50 hertz magnetic field. You realize that's nothing? It's nothing. That's a real low frequency, and look what it does. It just strips all their legs off. That's what we mean by cripples them. If you scroll down to page 7, now we have the other one, membrane fluidity. you want to know what I love to do the most, it's exactly this. The rest of it is public service. Maybe a little self-interest because I can't stand the stupidity out there. It's bad. Some guy looked at me the other day like, where's your mask? Well, number one, legally, I didn't need to have a mask. But he looked at me with moral indignance like he wanted to get macho about it. 
that's going to be a bad day for somebody and it's not going to be me. I promise you. Except that when the crowd forms, I'll be the bad guy. Yeah, it always goes that way. So I'm too old for this crap. But the bottom line is, it's disgusting. So maybe it's out of self-interest. I give you perspective. But largely, it's public service. I don't think most people just, they, they just don't know. And it's easy to think bad things. You know, they're stupid. They're clones. This sort of a thing. They're exactly the ones that crucified Christ. Don't think I'm wrong about that. The clones did it. Yeah, the clones. The clones are the tool for the beast. The guy that knocks on your door and says you're under arrest for civil disobedience is under the control of the beast. What? We didn't have a right to go up to Sacramento and protest. If we were in a situation now where Newsom was going to extend this quarantine till September, say, we're not allowed to protest that. Is, is that right? That's why we had the American Revolution. That's why we forged a constitution. That's why a lot of very, very brilliant minds put their names on the Declaration of Independence. So when some maniac of a governor, and I'm not saying Newsom necessarily, but Whitmer, Whitner, whatever that witch's name is like that, tells you she's running the show and we don't even have the right to demonstrate. Yeah, I'm going to keep zinging you with it. I'm sorry. I don't care if you've heard this. That's the price of listening. Membrane fluidity. Membrane fluidity. The membrane of the cell is a fat-filled, it's a cholesterol, essential, essential fatty acid-filled circumference. It's a fence. COVID-19 et al., those little projections that we see, the corona, those little fingers stick they stick in to the membrane of a cell, and that's how they dock, D-O-C-K, or attach. That's the first step, as the virus then injects its DNA, its RNA, its double-stranded RNA. Very difficult to do if you have a fluid membrane. What happens, as you'll read, to the fluid membrane under 50 hertz? The fluid membrane ain't so fluid anymore. And COVID-19 can tear right into it and do its damage. 50 hertz. B cells lose two absolutely vital qualities. They lose their legs and they lose membrane fluidity. Not the B cell. It loses its legs. The membrane fluidity, all the cells lose it. Bad. This study in 97, 2007, 2017, 2020, 23 years ago, this study came out. Stuff's been understood for a long time. 
Love that kind of stuff. There's one. Now let's go to this one. Go to Article 4. Increased blood-brain barrier permeability in mammalian brain seven days after exposure to the radiation from a GSM-900 mobile phone. Department of Neuro Neurosurgery, Lund University. The Rosing Lab in Lund University Hospital, Sweden. Department of Neuropathology, Sweden. Department of Medical Radiation Physics, Sweden. You know, the Swedes have a lot of time up there. You know, the endless summer. And when the sun's not out for six or seven months. They got a lot of time. A lot of great work comes out of Sweden. I'm not saying I want to live there. But they're good people. Last week's show, that guy Gusecki, I mean, is he the ace or what? That cat has it down. And he's like in his early 70s. He's been around the block 50 times. And he just looks at this kid that's interviewing him with this little, you know, kind of like this little spark in his eyes, this little like semi-smile. And he just spits back the truth immediately like you're talking to me. And I liked the interviewer, the English kid. He asked him everything. And Kostecki didn't flinch. He didn't even flinch. He didn't pause. Reminded me of Witkowski. These guys, I, I, I don't understand why Donald Trump isn't listening to those guys. Maybe he is. I don't know. I think President Trump has his hands tied right now. I have faith in him to make the right decisions. But I think there's a lot more than we can see. But I'll tell you one thing we can see, and that is clearly the blood-brain barrier. The blood-brain barrier is the filtration system that determines what the brain, the neurons of the brain are exposed to. It's an anastomosis of very small blood vessels, capillaries. It's a capillary tuft. And if the brain is supposed to get it, it gets it. And if nature says, human evolution says, the brain's not supposed to be exposed to it, then it doesn't get through the blood-brain barrier. This is not a little thing. This is a big thing. It's not a little thing. It's a big thing. And when you got a cell phone up at the head, that blood-brain barrier don't work. So you induce a premature brain rot. That's not a little thing. Might just be that blood-brain barriers preventing a lot of things that are infectious. Just might be that what remaining immune system cells are there to eat up that virus. I don't know this for a fact. I don't, I don't think 
I, I think the virus would easily cross the blood-brain barrier. Honestly, I don't know. But let's assume it did. Here's one thing you can count on. If your immune system up there is paralyzed, you're dead. So there's another key critical physiological system. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work with radiation. There's the B lymphocyte. It doesn't work with radiation. There's the membrane of your cell. It doesn't work with radiation. Well, then, what are we not understanding about how COVID-19 has hit us? Half the deaths are in New York. New York? Yeah, I'm from New York. I don't care. Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx, Staten Island, especially Manhattan. It is a cesspool of radiation amongst everything else. It should be no surprise New York's been hit this hard. But really, the reason it should be no surprise is the number of Chinese who do business in the Northeast. That's really, really why there should be no surprise. And of course, if we look at the total number of deaths in Manhattan and we weigh it against the number of exposures, you're probably going to find that if it's not lower than the flu, equal to the flu, it'll be a little bit higher, under 0.2. That's what you're going to find. I love it when Cuomo screams about antibody tests. We need more testing. Wait till he gets it. And wait till it's done. And the articles will be out there, but no one's going to read them. It'll be a year or two from now. In the end, right last line, last paragraph, just before you close the book. In the end, it turned out that the infection rate was 0.1. You'll see. And that's where it's the worst. In California, in the rest of the country, where? So, you got to understand New York is the perfect storm. Number one, a radiation storm? Are you kidding me? Cold, no sun, no exercise. Yeah, I know, a lot of people exercise in Manhattan in the winter. Uh, let me tell you something. What people do in New York City in the winter is hide under a couch. That's what they do normally and stuff their faces. Take my word for it. I grew up there. I know what the Brooklyn and the Bronx and the Queens are doing. Other than teenagers, no one over the age of 40 or 50 is working out. And if they are, they're not working out in the way that would protect them from anything. It's a sick city. As so many cities are sick. We're almost done with this phase. What I'll get into fairly soon is all those perspectives on health. You don't hear anyone talking about that. I mean, you don't hear anybody out there talking about that. So there's the blood-brain barrier. There's another system destroyed. Look at Article 3. 
electromagnetic hypersensitivity evidence for a novel neurological syndrome. There's a good one. Instead of just putting a cell phone to your fat head and saying, I don't feel good, something's going on. We have to run around like chickens without a head for 10, 20, 30, 40 years before someone decides to say evidence for a novel neurological syndrome that not all of us suffer from, just some people. And that's how this stuff goes. Epstein-Barr virus, chronic fatigue syndrome. There's another example. When people that clenched so hard had headaches and fatigue and sickness and nausea. That one went down as a fantasy, too. Fibromyalgia. That word was the result of decades of people running around going, my muscles are killing me, and doctors saying nothing's wrong with you. So here's this electromagnetic syndrome. This article's from uh, 2011 about 10 years ago. So this is only 10 years old. Electromagnetic hypersensitivity evidence for a novel neurological syndrome. What they did, point blank, to keep it short, is expose people who swore that EMF caused them pain and discord and the rest of it. Muscle twitching, skipped heartbeats, temporal pain. You'll read the article. And once they were away from it, it went away. So researchers said, that's easy. We can design one that's very, very easy. Wait till you hear the experiment I want you to design for yourself if you're really interested in health. But researchers designed something very simple, and it simply was put these people in a room turn up the juice and have them tell you the EMF is on because I feel like crap. And then turn it off and then turn it on and not have them know whether the EMF was on or off. Have them depend on their sensitivity to it because that's the claim. When they did that, that's right. The groups knew when the radiation was on and when the radiation was off. They knew, which told researchers they weren't fantasizing. Because if you say, I put a cell phone to my head and it hurts, and someone blindfolds you and then puts a cell phone to your head and takes it away and puts it there, and, ta and you know blindfolded, when the radiation's on, when the cell phone's near your head, and when it's not, and when it isn't, and you're right 9,500% of the time, someone needs to listen, and that's what happened, and that's how this article is written. Now, you can do the same thing. You can. You can do the same thing. And that's how you can figure out how to get this crud out of your body. That's how you can figure out how to neutralize it. You have to become your own experiment. And that's not a dangerous statement. Not at all. 
What you have to do, first what you have to do, is get to my pictures. Picture one, picture two, picture three, picture four, picture five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, all the way. See picture five there, fulfurines? Fulfurines are, oh my God, I didn't even put the shungite on here. Oh, what a mistake. I'll have to apologize. There's something called shungite. I'll try to put a picture on later. You can't see one because I screwed up. It's not there. Shungite is a rock. And it's got a curious property. Its molecular structure is similar to picture five. And there's something in it called fulfurines. Those fulfurines are believed to absorb radiation. In other words, they suck in those harmful rays. So this rock, shungite, when there's enough of it around you, the rock absorbs the radiation, and so you don't. Now, you can't measure this, and there's these websites where people are screwing around with Gauss meters, proving it. They're full of shit. In plain English, and I can't stand this crap that people do. Or this other thing with muscle testing. It's another act of idiocy. If you think muscle testing is something to trust, put your life on it. Ask someone to put their life or their money on trusting it. And you'll watch people run. Because I can tell you, you can do your own experiment. Take 10 muscle testers, have within a half an hour of them test the same person to the same places, and you'll get 10 different results. And they use muscle testing to determine whether or not these things that people make are effective or not. And again, it's another fantasy. But here's what's not a fantasy, and that's your senses. That's why I put that other article on. Because those scientists are going to think the same way. They're going to think that most people are fantasizing about their experience and they can't be trusted. So when somebody says cell phones are dangerous because when I, John Q, put them to my head, I don't feel good and therefore they're bad, scientists say you're nuts. But if they hear it enough, meaning empirically speaking, it starts to suggest there's an issue, they figure out if you've got a good study, how to design an experiment that makes it hands down idiot proof. And that's why I put that last study on. That's a great study. If somebody that claims cell phones are dangerous puts the cell phones, when they're blindfolded, has themselves exposed, not exposed, and neither researcher nor Subject, no. In other words, double blind. And there's a very high correlation of knowing you got yourself a damn good claim. Well, on the same basis, I have myself, I have a darn good design for your study, and this is what it is. 
I want you to go out and get yourself sick with radiation. That's not hard to do. Sit at the computer six or seven hours. Put that cell phone to your head. When you do travel, not saying travel artificially, when you do travel and you get off that jet, if you've got the kind of job or phase of life where you're just traveling a lot, there's another good setup. In other words, find out in the normal course of life, or if you can induce it without doing something stupid, get yourself radiated. You know that job you just got and you got to be on a computer 60 hours a week? Or that job you just got and you're traveling every week across the continent? Stuff like this. Or you just had a heavy day selling whatever you sell and that cell phone was to your head until your hand started zinging or sprouted blisters. Anything like this. And then what I want you to do once you get a good sense of what your radiation limit is, I want you to get something like Shungite. And I want you to design your own experiment. Shungite's a rock. You can buy it. I'm sure there's grades of it and so on and so forth. But get the Shungite and compare the way you feel. And again, you won't fantasize this. And those of you who are listening that are critical of this design... Believe me, just like that article I cited, when people get sick to this stuff, they're getting sick. There's no doubt this stuff makes you sick, radiation. There's no two ways about that. It's not something for you to challenge at this point. What you have every right and should challenge is these solutions that keep coming down the pipe because every time you turn around, somebody wants to sell you a new load of crap. So the question becomes, how are you going to determine whether what you spend your money on to neutralize or protect you from harmful radiation is actually doing the claim, doing its job? And I have a solution for you if you'll play with it, and that is what I said. Fill yourself up with this stuff so you know what it feels like in your body. And then bring in one of these solutions, Shungite, say. There's a bunch of others, and I'll go through them. And then see through your experience if that shungite, in whatever way you exposed yourself to it, succeeded at bringing down the irritation or negative symptoms or signs of being exposed to that level of radiation that's harmful because you can feel it to you. So go travel across the United States at frequencies that make you sick, that you know make you sick, and then start bringing in these different supposed solutions. And then say, you know what? I don't feel anything now. I am appreciably better off keeping my hands on a couple of balls of shungite than not. Play with it that way. That is your answer. Now, you know, people are smart and dumb at the same time. And the dumb thing to do is to say, well, that's not scientific. Please don't be an idiot. Don't be an idiot. That's called empiricism. And empiricism is part of science. 
And you could certainly take that with a group and play the same game that that last article did. But what I just suggested is called empiricism. That's a branch of science. If something does something all the time, and when it's taken out of the equation, it doesn't do something, and when it's put back in, it does do something. In fact, it does something for more than just you, but for others, for populations. Well, we may not know how to measure what it's doing. We may not have the mechanism figured out, the pathophysiology figured out, but we know based on how we feel. That's still science. And that's called empiricism. Do your own empirical study. You don't need to publish. But what I don't want you doing is going and putting on a Q-link because some researcher said it worked out in his equation. What I don't want you doing is muscle testing yourself or having someone muscle test you to the conclusion that it's worth doing whatever they're suggesting you do. Don't trust it that way. You have to trust it in your experience, and you have to hone and evolve your sensitivity to your experience. Trust that. Take that to the bank. And you'll know if the Shungite's going to work. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I know what works for me, and that's the ocean. Because when I do my work in the labs, the labs are filled with this radiation, EMF, static. It's disgusting. I feel like shit when I'm done. Four, five, six hours in a lab, I feel like shit. That's why I want you to look at those dolphins. Picture number seven. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I can't get in with those dolphins. See, I can't get in with those dolphins the way... I wanted to. That's just like a miracle picture. But guess what? When I go in the ocean, that lab stuff comes out of me. Look at picture eight. After I get out of school, I'll be living very close to something that looks like that. I promise you. And I'll be taking full advantage of that. I do now as much as I can, but there's practical issues with that, right? That's not local to Laguna. Look at picture six. Look at the rainbow. Look at that rainbow. Look at that waterfall. You don't think that in a little shungite in a yurt going to suck out radiation? Now look at picture two. People live near those things. People live near those things. You don't think that's bad? That doesn't hit your common sense meter? Well, then read that article. What that must do for the virus and to your immune system, not to mention everything else. And there's no end to it. Can't you see that? I know, I know this isn't practical. Yeah, it is practical. California's got enough sea caves. California's got enough ocean. And you have enough opportunity over time, maybe not tomorrow, 
to get yourself into these types of structures that are resonant with the earth. Or you're going to bite the bullet one way or the other. You're either not going to do anything or you're going to buy these, these slipshod, absolutely dishonest things on the market that are supposed to protect you because some Russian physicist that did his research in Siberia 100 years ago said it did. You're going to buy all sorts of useless shit. Either way, you lose. Where you don't lose is if you train your body's nervous system to know what nourishes and what doesn't. It's that evolution that'll give you the right answers. If you want my money, bet on the vortexes of nature. I didn't say a walk in the park. I said rainbows. I said dolphins in a crystalline blue water. I mean, what we've got here, Laguna, Newport Beach. I mean, some of these beaches are closed now. But the point is, what we've got there is what I'm talking about. Look at that waterfall in picture eight. Look at the sea caves. Look at the thunderstorms. I make reference to John Muir all the time. He'd climb to the top of a tree during a thunderstorm and let the wind, as he clung to the branch of the trunk of the tree, and as the tree swayed, 10 feet, 15 feet either way. Muir would just give glory to God. Now, don't do that, of course, but I will someday. The vortexes of nature, the little pockets of nature that are concentrating life-giving rays are for you to absorb and as you train your body to absorb through purification practices, you become one with it. Take that to the coronavirus and don't worry about a thing. All right, I'm done. I am going to do it now. I've said it before, but, you know, I got knocked off the track a little with the virus. I'm going to put together a team of 20 people, 15 to 20 people, I don't know, not more than 20, not less than 15. I want them from all over the world. You're going to pay $200 a month. One day a month, there's going to be a six-hour seminar. In that four-week phase, say in the, into the second week, there's going to be an evening chat room where I'm going to be on with my group of 15. And... We're all going to be talking. We're all going to be discussing. We're all going to be sharing. You're, if you're part of the group, are going to be sharing your experiences, asking questions. It's going to be dynamic, interactive, back and forth and in the moment. Then every month, which is the unit, say, I'll be posting clips that are only accessible to the group. It's what you pay for. So I'll be giving you, with video, detailed instruction of how to do the things we discuss in the interest of health. And I will manage your health in a small group, but I'm talking about across the nation and across the world. And that's what the coronavirus has done for me. It's advanced what I already had in mind. But it appears that Zoom and these interactive forums 
through the electronic system is the way it's going to go. Now, this is for people who can't get to the office. And when things get legal again, and you can create a little group, I'm going to continue teaching my classes. I wanted to design this months ago and was in due process. I want to get to people who can't get to me that way. And the necessity of this is ever greater. So that's coming down the pipe. Read all these articles. Definitely get the YouTubes. And really, more than anything, just look at the amount of information I've given you over the last month. And just really sit on this. This has been a life changer for all of us. For all of us. And I'm sure I've at least exposed you to a chunk of truth that you have to take to what's come down the pipe here. We need to really take a look at what just happened. And I think this is relevant now that the heats, things are starting to cool off. Unless this is going to go, you know, to some sickly, insane place that I doubt. We're out of this couple of weeks. 714-850-1007. 714-850-1007. If you're new to the show, friend has told you to listen. You've just surfed the web and picked it up. That's my office number. Call, talk to either one of my wonderful staff and come see me. I'll put you I'll put you on the right track and give you real perspective, not the nonsense that abounds. That's it. God bless you. Be well this week. Bye-bye.